Is that video engaging people? How long are they watching the video? Are they clicking any material? Do you have a link that's attached to the video and are they actually watching the video and then they're clicking to the website? Welcome back to The Journey Podcast. I'm your co-host, Emma Jackson. And I'm Jose. And today we're going to talk about how to make ads that don't suck, okay? Which is honestly kind of very hard when you think about it. Yeah. Or very easy. Okay, so I want to start by talking about what are your favorite kind of ads, okay? What ads do you actually like before we start dissing them all? Okay, so I love the Corona Bad Bunny ads and the Snoop Dogg ones. (laughs) They're like little stories and they're just so comical. Um, let me see. Those are like top. Like I okay, think. Okay, so you like celebrities. You like pop culture references. You like stories. What about like platforms? You like either do you like the ads on or do you just not mind? You know. Mm, I don't mind the ads. Like I, I have YouTube. Like I love YouTube, but I think YouTube is my favorite platform ever. But I never subscribe to the the ad free YouTube because I kind of also like the little ads if I can skip them. I skip them, but most of the times I actually view them. Well, what about the ads that you were talking to me about that are, like, sponsored videos? Okay, those ads are annoying. We're talking about ads, like, in general. Like, as a company, ta- how do you advertise your business? Yeah, no. So, sponsor ads are cool if they're known to me, right? I don't know how you feel. Do you do you like when people tell I you? I like sponsored ads when it feels, like, on YouTube, I feel like they're somehow able to cultivate something that feels like, oh, like, if it's a photography, you know, video, but this is gear they actually use. Exactly. Or they're super upfront and say, hey, this this video is being sponsored by this company. I've tried them out, but this has really nothing to do with the actual video. Let's get back to the video. I actually really like that, where it's, like, a totally, like, um... Who's, you know, the the big YouTuber, the guy that, Mr. Beast, okay? He has his videos sponsored by, like, sometimes you would be like, that's not I mean, Mr. related. Yeah, Mr. and I think Mr. Beast also doesn't even do sponsorship. I think he has more viewership than the Super Bowl and his YouTube channel that yeah, I think so nobody can really afford. To. But they're, like, um, they're travel channels that they'll go and, like, do a travel video, but they're sponsored by, you Remember know. the channel I showed you for Johnny Harris, I think his name mm-hmm. is? Um, He has these ones about mental health because he went through, like, a mental health crisis when he left his faith. Um, but he, all his videos, um, they're spent, uh, sponsored by, uh, mental health. And then he's like, Hey, this video is being sponsored by mental health. Like Headspace or any of those mm-hmm. sort of. Don't, yeah. Apps. So I like those. I don't like the ones that like when you go on TikTok and then the creators make a full video explaining to you how great this product is. And you and, think it's real. And mm-hmm. they don't ever tell you it's a sponsored video until you see in the bottom says sponsor. Or nowadays, instead of the sponsored part, they just have their affiliate link to TikTok shop, which is the bane of my existence because like 90% of the videos on my TikTok feed, I'm like, oh, is this a genuine review? No, they're getting affiliate purchase from it. And you have to like wade through and it becomes like disingenuous you're like i don't believe anything that these people are pushing they're just trying to make a buck 100 percent. i think at the end of the day an ad should expand your business 100 percent. right it should help you reach a new audience but at the same time should not mislead that new audience that you're bringing into your business so by companies partnering up with these influencers and they're making videos about the product and they're not disclosing the actual products or that even they ever use the product i feel like is there's no credibility in those videos. So then I get annoyed. I'm like, why did I just watch 60 seconds of my life in this video, which is mad? <laughs> Versus a Corona video, I want to watch the full 30-second commercial because Snoop Dogg's in there and they're doing like a little big beach scene or Bad Bunny's they there. Make it funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, hear me out. My favorite kind of ads, they're a little bit different. Old Spice. They do some <laughs> funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of different kinds of different con- unconventional ad types. 
I love subway ads. Okay, I used to live in New York City. Yep. Oh, like and the actual subway. And if you're in the subway, if you're in the metro in DC, if you're in the BART, like whatever it may be, you're stuck there. And sometimes your audiobook may not work, or you don't have service, and you can't just like stare at people, right? And it's crowded, and you're just kind of looking around, and you need something to pass the time. Subway ads, they're in every single station, they're in every single car, and you end up reading them because you don't have anything else to do. So you know you're getting eyeballs. And I found it so interesting in New York City just watching the subway ads and seeing because a lot of new companies will test that as a market. They'll test New York, they'll test like subway ad kind of thing. And if it starts to go well, then they take that campaign and they might put it nationwide. So that I really like because it's stepping outside of the digital realm. And actually my other favorite kind of ad type is also stepping outside digital because right now we see way more ads than we are ever, ever supposed to see. And it just, we become numb to it, right? Yeah, I was about to say that. I don't, I didn't even notice that. Like, like you're just scrolling and you don't even, like everything digital and it just, we spend our lives on the computers. So if we can come up with creative ad types outside of the digital realm, that's more likely to be memorable, right? Yeah, give me an example because I'm, okay, I'm trying city to follow bike. you. I got you. Okay, another New York City thing. So they have this bike program that you can just go and get an app and like download it and rent it called City Bike. Well, it's City Bike spelled C-I-T-I because it was originally, basically, it was an experiential marketing tactic from City Bank. So they sponsored this bike program throughout the city that now has become, like, integral to the city, which is like, oh, let me let me go rent a City Bike. Let me go, like, ride around Central Park or, you know, after a night of mm-hmm. drinking, you know, I'll, I'll take a City Bike home. And... And that they, is brilliant. Okay, I'm pretty sure, sure Citibank is the one processing all the transactions. Yeah, it. probably. Okay, and that it's makes like, sense. So I think personally, if you want to stand out as a brand in 2024, think outside the box. Start thinking about experiential marketing, guerrilla marketing tactics. What are other ways that are not so digital that you can get in front of people? Right. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes to the content of the, of the video or the ad. Um, I'm a sucker for good content, a good story, and a good um, dynamic on screen. So you're saying not necessarily, like, don't put, you know, keep think, doing digital, but yeah. just do it better. <clears throat> think about the Super Bowl. Like, people watch the Super Bowl just to watch the commercials. <laughs> you gonna feel me? It's kind of like that same logic. I'm, like, I love movies. I love Marvel. And then when Marvel started introducing, at the end of the movies, like, those little sneak previews to the following movie... Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to stay after, and you want to watch everything. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm more of a sucker for that. Like, let's produce an ad, cool, but let's make sure that the content in the ad is really what is hitting, and make sure it's the best possible representation of the story or the communication or the message you're trying to reach to that new audience. Okay, what do you think about? So we're entering an age where people are trying to pay to not see ads because we are so tired of it, right? So you can pay for Spotify Premium, you can pay for YouTube, you can pay for all your streaming services to have no ads. So then you're living in quote unquote an ad free world, but companies still need to get their products in front of people. So what do you think about like alternate ways to get products in front of people, like how you have product placement in movies or TV shows or collaborations with YouTubers? You know. I don't know if you know this, Emma, but um, Subway, the actual Subway company and Korean TVs are so, like, huge, right? Tell me more. Did you? Okay, I don't know. Okay. Like, this is actually true. So, I don't remember how I I learned this through Johnny Harris, that YouTube video. Um, But in South Korea, um, the way that the advertising space works, the companies buy spaces on TV shows. So let's say you're doing a, a romantic drama, right, in the TV show, and then they're going to go to a nice restaurant to eat dinner 
they actually go to Subway <laughs> and they have the meals in Subway. No way. A hundred percent Google it. Like it's facts. And then by that interaction of like that couple that that person on TV went to Subway, sales of Subway sandwiches have gone through the roof in South Korea. Okay, you know what that reminds me of? So I just got back from a trip to Japan and it was my first ever time in Japan. So I'm originally from Kentucky and I was in Japan over Christmas and turns out there's a huge Christmas tradition in Japan. So Japanese people are obsessed with American culture. Like actually you go to these stores and they have like, ooh, vintage American stuff and it's like someone's like old high school sweatshirt and it's like they probably threw that away but these kids are like yes we have such a find like it's a huge america core trader joe's bags by the way they're obsessed okay? i still don't understand trader joe's we'll like, talk about that later because i, I love trader that. joe's but something that's huge on christmas eve and christmas day and like all over japan kfc kentucky fried chicken they are obsessed with it because kfc ran this massive campaign years ago that was super successful that basically said oh americans Christmas, their Christmas meal. They basically convinced all of Japan that Americans' Christmas meal is KFC, KFC, which it's 100% <laughs> not. But it was wild. So I'm walking around and I'm like, my homeland, my people. And everyone's just like lining up in front of KFC. Yeah. So that to me is brilliant because you're ingraining your product into the well, think about it. consciousness of a people. Exactly. And if we, if we apply this to movies, right? Um, what brand do you picture Iron Man with? Apple, Audi, Audi. Yeah, I was just thinking about how the all the heroes have like in Apple. every single Avengers movie, every single Iron Man movie. I don't want to. Tony Stark has an Audi, an R8 <laughs> or some version of the e-tron or some type of vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. You think about Fifty Cent, which alcohol do you associate him with? Hennessy. I don't remember, but like, <laughs> there's an alcohol there. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, but there's like Daddy Yankee carts up, um. Tequila, you know what I'm saying? Osuna, his champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. There's there's always a, an association between uh, the creative the creators and like, the actual advertisers. Product placement, to me, I think that's a phenomenal way to get in front of an audience. Subtle. Okay, so let's, let's do a thought piece right now. So what if, we're talking about these major companies, right, who have tons of money to spend, like m- hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on advertising. They can put themselves in a motion picture movie. They can have Tony Stark. They can have 50 Cent, you know, whatever it may be. What do you do if you're, say, a mid-sized company? You're still doing really well, but you don't have hundreds of millions of dollars to spend. How would you, you know, what would you recommend to them to get their, like, to get people to listen to their media and their marketing and not just scroll past another ad? Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a honestly a good question. Um, I'm going to flip it back to you. Like, what do you think? <laughs> okay, for me, it's all about using, um, like, okay, what you said. So coming up, if you're going to create media, it needs to entertain educate tell a story do something cultivate an audience there has to be a reason people want to watch it right um but use your influencers like so i was thinking about that but i was like i feel like that's a cop on answer no but it's about how you use it so instead of i think affiliate codes are dead in terms of yes affiliate codes are still going to be a useful way for you you to get influencers on board with you but you have to understand your return on investment is going to be a lot lower because everyone is like, I don't trust them because they're just trying to make a buck. However, if you... I know. The company can save some money, though, on that. If they structure the deal correctly with the influencer, the company might not pay a dime and it's up to the influencers to sell and then they say their margin on the product's 30 40%. They give me a 2% kickback to the influencer. It's not costing the company that much money. No, it's a good, like, system, but you have to understand that if that's the backbone of your advertising, it's not going to work because... Like we just said in the beginning of this video, like we're like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. But if you actually 
intentionally find individuals that have an audience, right? Mm -hmm. That actually aligns. It's not just anybody that wants to make a buck, right? Oh yeah, let me get that affiliate code. Let me like sell this water bottle because I want to make money. No, is there actual like intention? Do they have a community that's engaged? Do they have they cultivated an audience where people care about what they have to say? And then do they align with your brand? Yes, that is more work. But the reward, the payoff is so much higher. And then when you send something to them, don't say you have to write something good about it. Send it to them and say, hey, let me know what you think. If you like it, great. If you don't, awesome. But just like honest reviews, mm -hmm. you know, and then honest, like using the product in their day-to-day -day life. or Like think about unique ways that you can develop a partnership with a quote-unquote yeah. influencer. See, I'm... <clears throat> I'm going to go with, I think for my answer, I'm going to go with your answer for a couple of days ago when it's talking about marketing strategies and guerrilla tactics. I think I would, if I can afford it, if the company can afford it, let's say the company's producing a water bottle, right? And the water bottle has a nice little logo in front of it. I would take that water bottle and I find a community of like uh, artists, like music artists that are producing music videos. And I would like, hey, I'm let me give you a free water bottle if you can use it in your video, that'd be dope. Um, and just keep it there. Like, I would just give free, I would do, like, your approach with Nike's approach from the 90s with the high schools and giving them free merchandise and stuff like that. I would do, like, a combination of those two things to actually put the product in use. You just have to remember when you do that that that's who your audience is going to be if they pick up on it. So a good example is, like, RX Bar. I think, I'm pretty sure it was RX Bar. When they first started, they were a CrossFit bar, and they, they started out and they knew okay if we can let's get big in the crossfit community you know and so what they went they went to all these crossfit gyms and they're like hey like can you stock our product blah 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 and then that community expanded outwards but they like they found their niche because they were like we're creating this product that we know this community is going to love and we're going to like go in strong how do we successfully track the conversion of those ads and make sure that those ads are worthwhile for us or even like the audience there's a lot of different metrics out there to which to measure success. Of course, everyone's like, yeah, but do my sales go up, right? That's me, 100%. <laughs> yeah, because that's the number one. That's the most important thing. But there's so many steps to get there. Usually, it's if we're producing video content, because video is king right now, is that video engaging people? So what that could mean is how long are they watching the video? Are they clicking any material? Do you have a link that's attached to the video? And are they actually watching the video and then they're clicking to the website? How long are they spending on the website? Did they fill out a form? Like all these things that are cultivating, like, are they engaged? Or if you're creating a community, if the goal is to drive like interactions, are they commenting on the video? Are they sharing the video? You know, that's you have to have a really strong objective when you build out a campaign because if you're just like, I want to get sales, cool. So does everyone else, you know? Yeah, 2024, I think one of my goals for this year, and I was sharing this with you, is to kind of hold down a hole in in our website development. And I want to create a actual campaign to actually fully track um, our website sales and see if we can increase it with ads. I think it's one of the metrics I want to apply to a business. I'm pretty sure, like, for your business or any other people's businesses, there's going to be some type of uh, metric, and you have run ads. What is your recommendation to these people and to me? Okay. Because for this closure, Emma is way more talented than you. She lets on to believe she has run multiple ad campaigns. I'm just a pretty boy that creates the content, but she's the one mm. that runs the technical stuff in the background. Well, so you're going to hear from literally every media person, it takes time. And you hate that because you, you don't want to waste money, right? So the, the reality is the more money you put in, the quicker you can make decisions. If you are putting $1,000 a day into a campaign, you can know within, you know, even a matter of 
like a, a week or two and you can make a pivot. But that being said, you really want to wait like a, a month. Every month you take a look and you're like, what is, what is the success of the ads? Are we getting, you know, viewership? You set goals. You basically, you have benchmark goals and then you, you refine over time. And it's annoying because you can't have that immediate response. But using the algorithms and using the stuff, you basically adjust. You're like, okay, I realize that people really like content like this. So, hey, creative team. We're going to create more videos like this because this one did pretty well. So now we know that that video is engaging. But wait a second. People dropped off after about 20 seconds. Let's keep the video shorter to try to engage them for the whole length of the video. You know? Yeah. You know what we should do? <laughs> like, honestly, we should do, right? So we're on camera. And this is like a challenge for you and I. We should pick one product. We should actually run a, a create an ad for it. Run it and share the results with everybody here. Are you down for that? I'm down Full for that. Full transparency. This is completely unexpected. He just like dropped this on me. Okay, so think... we have two options, right? In yeah. my brain, I want to focus on video creation and website development for 2024. Mm -hmm. I think website development is our bread and butter. We've been doing it for so long. I mean, Emma Jackson's the most talented UX UI person I've ever met in my life. Um, and I feel like I'm. I feel like my team. Um, we can create really, really good videos. I can see the quality of this podcast. Um, so these are the two avenues I would love to focus from a creative standpoint. Not from mm -hmm. like, it makes us the most money, but it's just the most fun things we do, in my opinion. Low-key, I will say, I wish there was content out here like that for me to consume as like an, someone who runs ads and comes up with campaigns. So, yes, that means we're putting ourselves out there. We're being vulnerable. We're going to be honest. But I'm down. I think that Which one do you want to pick, though? Do you want to do websites or do you want to do kind of film? Well, I think we should do websites in a film way. So we should. Website like, in a film way. Basically, Ooh. you know, okay, I'm a huge fanboy of Webflow, which is a website builder. 100%. We're not sponsored. One day would love to be. Um, Please sponsor us, Webflow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Webflow has a phenomenal like history with doing really good and funny commercials and then really, really, really good um, instructional videos. They are super highly produced. They like, I yeah, don't know. I've seen them. So like uh, we could combine, right? We could advertise our website. website work, but we could do it in a way that also showcases our film skills. Okay. Timetable. Um, this is the scary part. Let's do, let's give us, let's say, okay, how long did it actually take for create a campaign? On the analytics side, Emma's probably, what, two or three days for you to figure out how much money to put into it, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. On the creative side, me and Casey and our team would take probably like two to two, two to three weeks. Yeah, that's way more realistic. Yeah, to get together a concept of a video, um, produce the video, edit the video, and give it to Emma to get ready for her to distribute it through all the platforms that she does. So let's say 30 days. Okay. We got 30 days, so by March 1st-ish, March 2nd, week of March... We should be ready to launch this experiment. Okay. okay. I think we at least need to have two different videos, like two different concepts. Scratch that. We need a little bit more time because she just added a second well, video. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, like, we can do slightly different. I want to have, I want to A-B test. I think that if we're going to do this right, we need to have some form of A-B testing. Explain to the people what A-B testing is because you just went kind of more technical on us. Well, A and B. You have, and it doesn't have to be two options. It could be four. It could be six. It could be a hundred. But to keep it simple, I, you know, we're starting out, no matter what, you kind of start out with your best guess. And you can look at data, and you can say that, okay, data says these kind of ads do better, but we're still going to be kind of guesstimating. So I want to come up with, like, two separate creative concepts that are both designed to drive people to our to, to, to our product, right? So, are you gonna, so 
are we going to create a separate landing page just for this? And so we can track it 100% in, in that, you know? Yes, I think we should. And, and, and I'm going to, like, talk through this, but there's a lot of... <laughs> it's it's very hard to get it out of my head. You she, also have to I'm start putting her with, on the spot right now. You have to know. start with an offer because service-based products are a lot different to convert than product based like than e-commerce or like a or a physical product because it's you know if we have a website package it's like boom this is the one price that might be easier to sell but but we can do like a basic okay we work with pretty high companies right they have 60 30 60 page websites are huge websites or we do like incredibly custom tailored stuff custom animations what if what if we take a different approach because what if we bring it down to like um, less, let's say a business is making $500,000 or less a year, um, make a five to six page website that kind of involves them. We include photography, we include um, copywriting, and then of course the design elements and stuff like that. But we cap it at a price point and they say, hey, this is the product. You're still going to get the custom aspect. You're still going to get the consultation. Because we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're not going to do a template. We're actually going to build everything up, but we're limiting it to like a five to six page website. So that, yeah. Okay. Then I've got some thinking to do. And then me and Casey have some thinking on what kind of commercial <laughs> are we going to build for this? All right. I guess uh, follow along and we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I think this is a really good way to kind of show people that it doesn't matter if. Uh, you're the biggest business, the smallest business. Ads can't work for your business. It's just how you apply them. And I hope you guys see this journey in the next couple of months because it's not going to happen within the first 30 days. I think Emma made it really clear. It's going to take probably like 90 days to kind of run some ads. To well, see we some can traction. share how we analyze results, right? And we can, rather than hopping from, typically you hop from one advertising company to the next. If you're not happy with the results, you're like, they suck, right? Or they're not doing their job right, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you can see in real time as we analyze the results and then figure out a strategy moving forward. I'm excited. I think I think this is going to be a challenge, but I mean, that, and that's the beautiful thing is about ads. I think in what we do here. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, real life <laughs> evolution. This is very similar to how it is in our everyday life. We'll have an idea. We'll bounce it off each other. And next thing you know, you we're know, running full speed ahead. Yeah. Every single week you need to give an update. Okay. Like legit. So this is week one. Actually, this is week zero because we just came up with this. <laughs> Next week is uh, week one, and we just let's give an update okay. a little 10 minute update of the status of the project and kind of show some materials. Okay, awesome. All right, well, let's get started, guys. If you like this kind of content, you know what to do just uh, follow and subscribe and share with your friends and family.